there's this awesome togetherness that we all have now. And even though we're literally everywhere, but we can always create together regardless of where we are on earth or in life. You know, if we've got the time and the, the will to do it, we can always do it. And I think that is really special because it will always keep, I mean, we're 50 large now and getting bigger. So it keeps us all together. And that's like beautiful, right? <laughs> it really is. It really is. Yeah. I mean, let's make some art. I love it. Hi, and welcome to Drinking with Creatives, where we drown journalistic responsibility in a pool of vodka. My name is Jeremy Berger, a filmmaker and senior editor. And each week I chat with a professional creative and we have a few drinks. Returning to Drinking with Creatives is Liz Muller, who is back with Afterwards, three children's stories told in a way that children should probably not hear. We're going to take a deep dive into that and, well, everything else. Because it's Liz Muller. Liz! Hi! First question, most important question, yet somehow I keep asking it. What are you drinking? Today, we are drinking a very fancy mocktail. <laughs> um, uh, it's actually only fancy because I put her in a really fancy margarita glass, but it's just grapefruit seltzer. Oh, okay. The glass makes everything taste better, though. That's, that, you know, there's actually some good science behind that. Uh, uh, apparently, uh, you know, depending upon the glassware, it uh, shapes how the aroma of the drink arises. Well, so the, the aroma of the grapefruit seltzer the is aroma. pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does anybody really like the smell of alcohol? I love the taste, but I, I never like sit back and go, ah, that's, that's whiskey. I really love, actually, <laughs> no, I'm lying. No, you I must. The, that's I love the totally taste. true. Like, now, yeah, I thought about that afterwards. This is me before the drink, everybody. Uh, I'm going for Sierra Nevada. Ooh. Oh, that's yeah. a great little summer afternoon drink. Oh, it really is. Oh, God, I love it. Uh, so, Liz, yeah. you are back. We talked about Three Ghosts. Again, huge fan of it. Love it. And you had mentioned uh, your new podcast afterwards uh, towards the end of that, but you weren't in a, in a place where you could really tell us much. But now you can. I know. I can say everything. Please tell me everything. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so Afterwards is a trilogy of shows followed by a trilogy of analyses. Um, there are three mini plays slash musicals in Afterwards. The first one is The Mouse and the Cat. The second is The Mother and Her Wish. And the third is Hansel and Gretel. Mm. None of these are for children. They are all super duper grown up fairy tales, lots of wonderful language and content, uh, mm. hilarity and depression. And the cast uh, exceeded 50 people this time, which was amazing. Uh, after doing three ghosts, I just like started emailing people. And I was like, hey, we're doing this again if anyone's interested. And people are like, we want in, we want in. And then all of a sudden I was 50 plus singers around the world doing musical podcasts. But they're pretty excellent. I love them. They sound incredible. Um, the stories are really funny and really sad. And then we have this incredibly brilliant follow-up called The Conversation Afterwards. I'm not mm -hmm. gonna lie, I'm pretty proud of that stupid title. <laughs> We're like on a walk, I was like, oh, we'll call it The Conversation Afterwards. That's so ingenious. And we have two really smart people, Aaron, Suzette, and Megan Owen, who host that. And they do all kinds of really neat, like analysis, drama therapy follow-up, um, statistics, opinions, and they give all kinds of helplines and websites and uh, love and support and comedy all wrapped up in a little follow-up episode so 
that's the nutshell conversation afterwards and afterwards. Okay. <laughs> I have questions. First oh, of all, wait. what, like, because I believe we talked about this, like briefly, uh, the last podcast, the analysis section of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, where did that come about? You know, it kind of happened by accident, as I kind of think most really awesome things do. You know, you're going down a path and you're like, this is what we're going to do. And then all of a sudden you realize you're somewhere else and you're like, oh, man, no, this is what we're going to do. And so uh, a few years ago, C.E. Simon wrote The Mouse and the Cat, which is this was intended to be like a grown up's. Uh, like a children's book, like a grown-up children's book, like a coffee table kind of a book. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's about this really abusive, narcissistic relationship where cat is being a cat and mouse keeps going back and getting hurt and getting hurt and major, major spoiler, eventually cat kills mouse. And it's a reflection on how we ourselves are sometimes the cat and we ourselves are sometimes the mouse. And, you know, I know I can recognize myself in different relationships and I'm very often the mouse. (laughs) But as we were writing this and making it a play version, we were like, oh man, there's like a lot of deep stuff in here. And we would talk about it and talk about it. And then we were like, okay, let's write another story. And then that ended up being about dealing with grief and loss. And we were like, oh my God, we are really onto something. We need to talk about what we're talking about. So that's where the analysis came from in the discussion afterwards, because it's it's one thing to listen to something or see something and, and be with your friends or your family, your partners. And like afterwards, you have all these great discussions about the movie you saw or the play you saw or whatever. It's also really cool to listen to what other people think of it. And that's what we've accomplished with the conversation afterwards is two people who've taken our material and analyzed it on their own and some of it is what we intended and some of it is their own brand new analysis of what we did and we're like hey man that's real smart did we do that (laughs) so it's kind of a really great follow-up to each of the episodes that's so interesting and so like god i gotta hear this now and then Mm -hmm. possibly get analyzed myself (laughs) maybe yeah oh i like that yeah 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 it'll it'll be just fine i'm sure i won't have uh any kind of uh, inappropriate discoveries um (laughs) so like what was your pitch like the cast and uh and and crew on this well by the way you said the 50 person cast what was the uh like production like on the other side of things was it like a two-person team three-person team like i love that you say that you know it is we are just two people it is ce simon and myself we do all of the writing pre and post production all the mixing all the everything all the graphics all anything you see or hear is created by just the two of us uh except of course for the performances so yeah 50 of them two of us (laughs) so (laughs) do they ever overpower you or try to wrest control or uh no, they don't. I, they don't. They're great. And they're, they're a wonderful group of, of humans and actors where I'm like, this is your deadline. And they're like, okay. And then they do it. And, you know, sometimes I'll send like a week out. I'll be like, hey, we're a week out. Remember me? And they're like, oh, yeah. And then they'll send it. So they don't overpower. No, they're, it's pretty much a joy to get what they get and hear what they've come up with on their own. I love it. You see, I was actually going for more of like, a, a, you know, a, an armed uprising, trying to like really kind of like do like an accentuated reality there. But you actually took me uh, seriously. That's good to know. That's good to well, know. Good people you had on board. Maybe if we were in person, but I guess I've got space on my side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one person on earth the Delta variant's working out for. <laughs> 
no. <laughs> <laughs> Joking, obviously. I know, oh. I know. But uh, and so what? Like, like did the uh, did the cast know that this uh, analysis that was happening afterwards? I was diving kind of deeper into uh, these situations, emotionally speaking, at play in the piece were a factor. And did they have anything to do with that? So they absolutely did know that there was going to be a conversation afterwards for each of the episodes, but. Um, in dealing with such a large cast, I only send them the material that they're responsible for recording. So, for instance, in Hansel and Gretel, which is a cast that that is actually a cast of 50 people, the main cast is seven. So the main cast heard the show top to bottom from the beginning, but the chorus cast only heard what they were a part of. So it was sort of a reveal for them once the episode was launched. They got to hear the whole thing. So even though they knew there was going to be this after episode and even though they knew they were a part of something bigger, ultimately they didn't know what that was. <laughs> they just knew their little bits that I gave them to record. That's fantastic. It's a pretty good system actually. And it's kind of a neat like surprise, look what you did. <laughs> well, that, well, so that kind of leads me to ask, um, you know, about the lessons that you learned obviously with Free Ghosts, which was, I mean, it's not the first thing that Pipe Dream Theater has done, but it was the first thing that you did uh, during COVID, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So what did you learn on Three Ghosts that you were, that you were able to bring um, to afterwards? And was it, you know, like easier this time around? Was it harder? Like, talk to me about the growth here, Liz. Oh, my. So some things were definitely easier and some things were ultimately harder. Uh, obviously having the knowledge of the how-to made the logistics of doing it easier. However, Three Ghosts was a show that already had a life and existed, whereas afterwards, each one of these was original. Um, the, so each of the episodes of Afterwards is about 45 minutes long mm -hmm. and fully, you know, scored, played, sung, the whole thing, and we had to write those. So where I'm thinking a timeline, oh yeah, we could do this in three months. <laughs> um, that was hard because yeah. we were, it was one of those, we were writing and sending material sort of in canon, like overlapping and overlapping and overlapping. And up until the day that we released the last episode, we were still mixing. So oh. I, I've now... See Simon, he's always like, you have no idea what time is. And I don't, I really have no idea what time is. <laughs> but he is, he's always like, everything is going to always take more time than you think it will. And I, I swear someday I will learn this lesson. I will, but I also get so excited and I just want to like, look what we did, you know? Absolutely. So I think that's my, my biggest growth in life is going to learn. Eventually, I promise things take time. Um, they and they will always take more time than you want them to but you know you do it so and I think the actors well I don't think I know the actors the second time around mm -hmm. uh, those that came back and rejoined us they got it they were like no problem Liz I get this now so that's really cool to have this army of people now where I can just be like hey we're recording a show and now they know how to do it on their own they can do their own sound checks. They can check their own levels. They can make sure they're not peaking. And now they're all more informed and more intelligent based on sound. And that's really cool. So I, I feel really proud of all of us for like getting better at those things too. <laughs> I would just like to mention that uh, that's the second reference we've had uh, to your uh, actors forming their own military division. <laughs> and I did not bring that one on. The, the, the first one was totally on me. Second one's on you, Liz. 
Um, but I'm glad that oh, you've been training no, soldiers. It's so true. I'm training <laughs> musical theater soldiers. That's so funny that you say that because, like, as a music director, I always call it like full contact singing. Like, I'm not a sit back and sing kind of gal. I like to be in your face and listening to your noise. So perhaps I have been training an army of musical theater soldiers all these years. Oh my God. I, I, I'm very curious. Well, actually, no, you, I, I guess this would be the, the first skirmish then. Uh, Okay, wait, I'm, we're, maybe we we're taking over. Yeah, no, we need to redefine what skirmish means if no one actually has to like hit each other or be in the same room. God, this is a new concept. It is. Uh, it's bugging me. <laughs> I'm going to think more about it. Um, so now you have this uh, cast that obviously really loves uh, what you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, like, I kind of want to ask you what's next. Have you yeah. gotten that idea? Did you know yet? Yeah, we have a lot of things next. Wow. Uh, so, so life is sort of coming back to normal for theater folks, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it's still like, what's happening? I don't understand any of it. Uh, we will continue, even when land and sea theater exists again, we will continue to do podcast theater because what a cool, different, forever medium that will always exist. So even when I get to be back on stage and, you know, waving my arms around and stuff like that, uh, we are still going to write podcast musicals. We have some stuff planned for the fall that's uh, obviously going to be a secret. I know fall's right around the corner. You're always leaving me with secrets. So this one is not, oh my, is that me? I'm so sorry. No, no worries. Nobody's going to believe my podcast sounds good now. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take that again. And we're... And the fall is right around the corner. (laughs) Um, So what we're planning next in podcast land for Pipe Dream is not actually a play or a musical, but it will still involve fully immersive sound and music (laughs) and speaking. So I'm really excited and I'm not going to tell you anything else, but it's sort of like we're playing too. We want to try some new stuff. And I'm really, I will be really excited to hear what people think about that one. Um, Because, you know, how can I say something like kind of crafty? Maybe you're involved in it. (gasps) What? I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) Do I mean like you, Jeremy? Do I mean you, the proverbial you? Do I mean, like, what do I mean? Yeah, maybe you're involved in it. Oh, God. Oh, God. I think maybe, it'll be, you, maybe you've been involved in it the entire time. What? That is entirely possible. And in fact, in some ways you have. Oh, sweet God. Oh God. I'd yeah. love to say that. I'd love to say this is the first time I've heard this, uh, but hopefully it's not as disastrous as last time. That was just <laughs> horrible, horrible experience. My God. Oh, oh no. Uh, no, no, no. Joking, joking, joking. Uh, okay. That's fantastic and mysterious. And, uh, and I, now I'm, now I'm desperate to know more, uh, but let's keep talking about afterwards for another minute. Um, so right now, three episodes, 45 minutes long. Uh, and I know that we talked briefly when it came to uh, Three Ghosts that there was an option to listen to the entire story at once. Is that a possibility for afterwards? And do you recommend it? Um, n- no and no. So Good to they- know. <laughs> and I'm done. They are three completely independent episodes. Okay. Uh, 
the afterwards series, and we're hoping to do more of these, is going to be like a storybook, a set of stories. So this episode being a trilogy has three separate stories like you would with Brothers Grimm or Hans Christian Andersen or something like that, you know? So uh, you can listen to them side by side, but there's no option to listen to them in one sitting. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they're incredible standalones. Um, Mother and Wish, which so Mouse and Cat we talked a little bit about. Yep. narcissistic relationships and and what that does to a soul and a, and a human and all those things the mother and her wish is about a mother who is grieving the loss of her daughter uh and she wishes for one day to have her back on earth with her and in bringing her back to life every moment that she's on the earth the earth actually begins to disappear and so now the mother has to choose whether or not to let her daughter go or watch the earth disappear oh, so God. that's yeah it's it's actually it's so beautiful the singers are incredible Cassano, tara brady and betsy have done amazing work in this story but it, it's sad and it really does make you reflect on how important time with people is and how hard choices are to make and what grief and loss does to a person. Um, so, and the analysis that Aaron and Mega did of that are, is absolutely stunning. And then we have Hansel and Gretel, which deals with a thousand million different uh, social things. There's the, the idea of like abusive adults and like not being able to trust authority. There's abuse of social media and isolationism. There's unwanted children. There's gluttony. There's all this like crazy stuff like that, but wrapped up into a really ridiculous comedy and loaded with cannibalism and their analysis of that is also really incredible so they don't really go hand in hand <laughs> they're, they're kind of like a three-seater um but if you do listen to them in order i promise you'll laugh in the end <laughs> good that's that's very very good i mean you, you like once you uh you know through cannibalism out there i was like all right you just need to stop selling i'm i'm i'm, I'm <laughs> Which was weird because like I knew that this was going to be like fairy tales for adults and I saw Hansel and Gretel. I'm like, wow, that could be really awesome or just really, really disturbing. And uh, I'm not sure. But if there's a laugh, if you're promising me that, I'm, I'm into it. I do. I promise you lots of laughs, actually. And there's some really terrible, the parents are absolutely disgusting in it. Their names are David and Helen, and they play these two wonderful parents, but they really don't want Hansel and Gretel at all. And oh. they have no shame in letting these children know that. And Hansel and Gretel are actual children that, as of now, can't listen to the show because they're too young really yeah so i do when i record with the with the children i do call and response so i'll zoom in with them and we'll record their parents record on their end they're all musicians so super savvy folk yeah. and i'll call in response with the kids and then i take all of their you know dialogue and cut it in with the grown-ups who are just being awful to these children <laughs> and it's really fun for me and the parents knew ahead of time oh like, they love the it oh my god they love <laughs> it so much <laughs> I'm like, so I'm going to make your kids do these things. They're like, yes, yes, we want all of that. Yes, please. <laughs> if you knew how many messes I had to clean up after this little guy, you would understand. <laughs> I need to hear this. They're so funny with their kids, too. And like, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you get on the line with a kid and they're having a day, too. And, you know, mm. the parents will just be like, I don't think it's going to happen today, Liz. I'm like, that's cool. We'll try again. <laughs> Fantastic. You got to be real, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is your, you know, second in a row podcast, storytelling, musical theater, immersive experience uh, during the pandemic. Um, 
I'm just curious because like you say you're going to keep on doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. I don't want to use the word theater. I mean, you are pipe dream theater, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, you're, you're going to keep on doing podcasts. Like even if the world goes back to normal, what's going to keep drawing you back to that? There's this awesome togetherness that we all have now. And even though we're literally everywhere, like I work for a cruise line and a lot of my actor friends have gone back to work now. They're in rehearsals and they're going back to ship life, but they can still do a podcast musical. So we can always create together regardless of where we are on earth or in life. You know, if we've got the time and the the will to do it, we can always do it. And I think that is really special because it will always keep, I mean, we're 50 large now and getting bigger. So it keeps us all together. And that's like beautiful, right? <laughs> it really is. It really is. Yeah. I mean, let's make some art. I love it. <laughs> so let, let, let's, I've had this conversation with a few people just getting off of uh, afterwards for a second. Yeah. Um, because you seem to have been somebody, cause like this whole podcast started up uh, in the middle of the lockdown uh you know people have been uh, expressing uh anxiety and, and to a certain degree a little bit of dread and in some cases elation um due to the uh re-examination they have of their lives and it seems like you've certainly been that what has the uh what has the lockdown taught you i i'm not waiting for tomorrow anymore um it's and that oh. sounds morbid to say it but i'm saying it with a huge smile like the older I get, the more I'm like, just do it, just do it, do it as best you can and see what comes of it. And like little Liz was, I mean, precocious and loud and loved to be a center of attention, but also scared to fail. So maybe didn't try as hard as she could have. And now I'm still scared to fail like every day, but what am I waiting for? Like, why wait for tomorrow? Like, let's try today. So if I've learned anything, it is that And it is, if you want something to happen, just ask because the worst that can happen is they'll say no and who cares? So you're no worse off. And that used to scare me too, was asking for things and people saying no. And now I'm just, I don't care. I'll ask. And I I don't know, they may seem like small hurdles to some, but for me, they were really large hurdles. I'm not perfect, but I definitely try harder. Oh, stop it. You are, (laughs) you know it. Okay. So question, question. You, you just use a term I don't think you've ever used with me, which is little Liz. Yeah. Okay. But you're not little Liz anymore. No, sir. Okay. When did little Liz go away? I feel like I was 37. <laughs> I feel like at 37, little Liz started to disappear. Like that, you know, being a director, you're just used to being in front of a room of people and people listening to you and those kinds of things. But it's sometimes hard to flip the table and make yourself the one that has to be put out there. <laughs> and uh, it's easy to tell other people what to do. You know, that's that's a piece of cake. But I feel like 37 was a turnaround. And I know this sounds like super cheese, but I remember waking up on my 40th birthday and being like, oh my God, this is it. I am me now. <laughs> and I like went to my best friend and I was like, listen, when you're 40, you're going to know everything just like I do. <laughs> <laughs> so little Liz has only been gone for a handful of years. <laughs> good, 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 good. She looms That's... though. You can't help it, you know. Ah, we all have to default to some type of background programming sometimes. I know. Um, 
that actually reminds me, uh, you know, funny, uh, you know, about you being a director and sometimes needing to take orders from yourself being the toughest thing. It reminds me of that old saying that the uh, the uh, cobbler's children have no shoes. Right. You've ever heard that? Of course. Yeah. It's also the same way that like, you know, you know, video editors don't seem to have reels. Like, it's just like, why, why not? You, you, it's you so edit. true. It is so true. Like, I just maybe six months ago put up a website. What? Like I've been doing shows for two decades. Why don't I have a website of that to be like, look at my stuff. It's, it's true when you're doing it for other people. So often Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily do it for yourself as much. And that's important too, if not more. How can I be good for you? If I'm not good for me first. Ooh. Damn. All the things. This just got deep. Jeez. Wait, I know, I know. <laughs> the analysts you've been using on afterwards, they're not in the room with you right now, right? I wish they were. They're so freaking funny, but no, they are not here. They okay. are. I love them. I love you guys. They're so funny. You have to <laughs> listen to them. I, you know, we get them to, we edit their episode down too, because sometimes they go and, you know, you edit and cut out whatever dead air and that kind of stuff. You know, the drill. Uh-huh. And I was listening, I was lying in bed and listening to their raw cut and I'm hysterical, like hysterical. And CE comes in from the music room. And he's like, what the hell are you laughing at? I'm like, dude, this next episode is some funny shit. Like they just <laughs> literally said, welcome to the Zack Snyder cut of conversation afterwards. And I was like, yes, <laughs> this is going to be so awesome. <laughs> oh my God. But no, God. they are not in the room with me. Spiritually. We're Spiritually. All together. Yes, yes, yes. They're there with you. Just, just not feeding you lines. Okay. No. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah. That, 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 that whole, uh, that, that whole episode uh, kind of. <laughs> gave me a little bit of chills right there um so you found uh, uh you put little Liz away and you found a, uh, a a bigger part of dare i say self-acceptance and uh in your growth as a director um i'm just wondering like once the actual world does open up what's gonna be like the first thing you do that you're you've been avoiding doing during the entire lockdown oh my god I'm not sure I'm there yet. So people are going to think this girl's crazy, but I have not been in a restaurant since March of 2020. And that restaurant was in Malaysia. So I've not been in a restaurant in the States since January of 2020. Oh, wow. And I, I, I'm, I'm fully vaxxed. I go to the supermarket. I wear a a mask. I'm a a love Purell, you know, and (laughs) I, 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 that one is going to be, is that what you were asking? Like, what's the one thing? Are we talking artistically? Because I didn't, I didn't interpret hey, you know it what? artistically. Co- cover the gamut for me. Cover the gamut. I'm like, like we want to break it. Break, it was oh. originally meant artistically, but, you know. <laughs> All I'm thinking about is sushi. I'm like, when do I get to go sushi in a restaurant? I don't know. But I bet it will be a magical experience when I do. Artistically, I can't wait to see live theater again. Mm. I can't wait to be able to sit in a crowded space. I can't, I just can't wait to like, you know, smell the seats and like breathe in some stage fog. Like that's going to be epic. Stage fog. Is that, that that's, that's a, that's a trigger scent for you? Um, it smells so good to me. <laughs> like haze, like when lighting designers have the haze going and I'm like, oh, it smells so good. <laughs> well, hold on. You know, because I'm always very curious about these things, especially smells that I'm not particularly aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say this as a, a, a being previously a gas station attendant in central new york so like i understand people are like i say i love the smell of gasoline i'm like i get it so 
Uh, I love the smell of gasoline. Like, why can't we eat that smell? Oh, so many reasons. Uh, all <laughs> of them, so all good. of them ending cancer. Uh, <laughs> oh, so dear. I'm wondering about the, 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 the haze smell. Is that like the similar, is like, is it like petroleum based? Honestly, I think they have to make it out of like non-toxic stuff now. There's all oh. kinds of contractual things, especially with the union. Like back in the day, I'm sure it was <laughs> all kinds of awful things. But I think yeah. now it's non-toxic. But yeah, it's just one of those smells that you smell them and you're like, I am home. Haze. Yeah. Excellent. I can't really. How do you describe a smell? I don't know. Huh. I don't know how to describe the smell, but like, you know, when the hazer is running, cause you're like, oh yeah, that's haze. There that's it is. There it is. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and of course, scent is also the, the, the uh, uh, greatest recall mechanism for memory that we have. So yeah. associations with there, but I did find out, did, did you know that the, um, that the period, uh, the, the smell that comes after rainfall has its own name? I do know that, and I wish I was smart enough to remember the name, but go ahead, say the word. Petrichord. 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 I know. It's a it's a really great word, too, isn't it? It's, it's just beautiful. petrichord. That's, that's, that's a good word. I like that. Did you know, who knows if this is true, I just saw this on the Facebook the other day, that the scent that occurs after grass is cut is like mm. the grass actually sending out distress signals. I did not know that, but I do. I knew that trees did that. I did not know that grass did that. Maybe it was trees, but I feel like, I don't know. You know, you don't read them really deeply, but I think it was grass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an expert now, everybody. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I did the social media science and now I know best. Wait, I'm um, curious. Yeah. So like grass smell, let's see, what would that be? Grass smell distress? Does it have its own word? Oh, oh it's like a... It's the smell of chemical defenses and first aid. The fresh green scent of a just mowed lawn is the lawn trying to save itself from the injury you just inflicted. <laughs> that That's makes awful. me feel a whole new dimension of guilt right there. Yeah. Wow. Yikes. Chemically speaking, it's an airborne mix of carbon-based compounds called green leaf volatiles, GLVs. Okay. You want to hear? You want to hear a weird story? I do. Yeah, I, I know. We, I know. We, I've jumped down like four hundred different tangents. We, get, we began this thing, and I'm going to get back in a second. I love okay. it. No, this okay. is perfect. Okay, so uh, at the beginning of my career, I did a lot of videography, uh, especially like corporate stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of my clients uh, was doing uh, work with the uh, DSNY. Uh huh. And I'm pretty sure I'm breaking a non-disclosure agreement right now. No, wait, no, I'm not. They weren't paying me enough for an NDA. Anyway, um, but the Department of Sanitation was doing a uh, citywide waste survey that they wanted video of, uh, whereby they would just like see what New Yorkers were throwing out. And I'm telling you right now, to this day, it was one of the most fascinating jobs I've ever done in my life. Uh, I found myself in places that you cannot just walk into and you wouldn't even know who to call to like get, you know, in uh -huh. there. We're talking like metal scrap yards at three o'clock in the morning where the front end loaders are like, because all of their uh, machine, their, their, their shovels are co covered in nickel. So they scrape and, uh, and create sparks when they scrape the ground uh -huh. and the entire ground is covered in gasoline from uh -huh. all the spent gas cans. So it's just like the, it's, it was operatic. I show up there at three o'clock in the morning, like I said, 
and it's raining out and there are tiny little fires and men working with like yellow suits and right behind is a methane processing factory that's spewing flame into the air i'm like this is dante's hell that i'm in the middle of right now and they're like yeah we're gonna interview with that guy and uh, oh by the way try not to get killed um but on one of the other aspects of this shoot uh they were actually taking garbage uh new yorker garbage had been gathered all throughout the five boroughs and they were separating it and the guy's walking me around and he's just like and they've got the it got it separated into covered trash cans he's like okay are you ready for a gross smell i was like oh god no but yeah all right pal whatever you want opens up the can of diapers right oh my it don't get me wrong it smelled but there were diapers like it just smelled like a lot of diapers yeah Uh, i was like okay that's that's gross he's like okay cool try this one and he opens up a can and all it is is grass trimmings and it knocks me off my feet really really that chemical compound you're talking about occupied every little bit of oxygen in that waft of air that came out of it because the surface area of this decaying vegetable matter like it's it's millions upon millions of just like you know paper thin shards of grass rotting simultaneously and yeah it smelled great it smelled like a freshly like mown lawn but i got dizzy like immediately because there was just no air in that breath i took oh my god that's wild it's wild it's crazy yeah um also did you like have any clue you were gonna tell that story today like none none whatsoever to grass to your life as soon as you get as soon as you brought up like the 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 smell of of uh uh grass is actually like a uh chemical signature that's when i was like oh wait i gotta talk about the time i spent some time with the dsny and now (laughs) and now every time i see the guys like picking up garbage i just wave at them i'm just like hey guys great to see you so (laughs) that's wild crazy right that like Uh, cut grass like knocked you over yeah well i mean it's it's like it doesn't have to be a bad smell uh to 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 kind of like take you off your feet um and they were oh and they were showing me this i don't know if you've ever seen a marine transfer station i don't think i have i'm cutting all of this out this is way too much of me talking um (laughs) i love it what no (laughs) (laughs) tell him not to everyone okay (laughs) okay a marine transfer station uh i'm not sure how much in use they are anymore but the old way of getting garbage out of the city was on boats they don't do that so much anymore uh, so, but in order to get them on the boats, they had to have these marine transfer stations, which are these. And if you drive like along like the BQE and even like the like the outer highways of any of the boroughs, you, you'll mm-hmm. see one or two of them because you'll notice that there's a long road up to them, and they're on pylons out in the water because ships used to back up, and then uh, people inside these structures would just shovel trash onto these boats. Uh-huh. Uh the thing is in order to do that there are no guardrails. So on that same thing where I almost got, you know got my nut lights knocked out by a trash can full of uh grass clippings. Um I'm backing up for a wider shot and a wider shot and all of a sudden one guy looks over and screams at me because those slots that go out of the building and you know for people to push the garbage out of there are no guardrails and I was about to take a nasty oh, little tumble down. My yeah. My god. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I sign waivers, uh, or that's why people have me sign waivers. I should say <laughs> that'd be the most perfect thing. Okay, let's talk more about you. Okay, 
Okay. Want to talk about? Okay. Good, 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 good. Okay. So we've covered that you are going to go out and you are going to go see some live theater and you're going to go sniff some fog gas and have sushi. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming you're doing this all on the same night. It sounds like a good night, doesn't it? It does, actually. Yeah. It really, really does. Um, I'm curious, like, uh, and it's interesting to talk because everyone I talk to uh, always wants to talk about, like, their travel plans. Like, everybody's got the travel bug on right now. And I'm curious because, you know, you've, you know, work on a cruise liner. I do. Is travel something you're looking forward to again? Or are you still kind of like, eh, it's a job? Ah, that's great. So I work for a company that requires 100 or my, the, the cruise line I work for requires 100% vaccination for mm -hmm. all guests and all passengers. Mm -hmm. And so that makes me feel incredibly safe. Um, and obviously still social distancing and new policies on board and things like that. But the travel itself does freak me out a little bit because, you know, when you're used to traveling, I mean, multiple times a month, you're just always on a plane. It's, it's like getting in your car mm -hmm. and then you don't do it for 20 months and the world has shifted and now it's scarier. So I have like a whole travel packet for the plane. I bought some goggles that are kind of dorky and I love them. <laughs> and, and I don't mind being dressed like a beekeeper. Like if I'm flying, like I will, as long as I feel comfortable, that's the most important thing to me. So <laughs> I'll look like a fool if it means my safety is intact, but I am really excited to see people and like in the world again that that'll be really exciting here's an interesting question for you yeah um i know that a lot of people that have missed uh live uh, or even just like shared experiences because of course you know I, I i do movies uh so not being able to go to a theater uh for over a year was um depriving in many ways yeah so i know that I got into something on YouTube that I would otherwise never have gone into, which was reaction videos. Okay. Was that ever a thing for you? Like watching people watch things? Yes. Um, I definitely get sucked into them sometime. I don't know if I suss them out personally, but if I, if I get sucked into one, I'll go down that rabbit hole for a while, for sure. Um, I like people watching people cooking things and, you know, other people being like, what are they even making? And then in the end, they're like, oh, yeah, that's great. I love it. <laughs> so, but I, I don't I can't picture getting into anything. Oh, no, I guess I'm a liar. There's two guys I watch. One's a makeup artist and one's a hairstylist. And I kind of love them. And they react to what people are doing in like their salons or their personal lives. Is that strange? <laughs> but as a musical theater director that I'm watching these hairstylists. I mean, no, I, I like no. a good personality. If you've got a good personality, I'm in love with you, you know? I mean, there you go. There you go. Oh, but, what kind of reaction what, videos are you watching? Oh man, anything. Oh, it's it's become my junk food. It's become my, um, my crack cocaine. Um, it started off and this one actually apparently uh, got a whole lot of traction. There's this one reaction video of this that this dude took his phone into like one of the first showings, at least in his area, I think, of that Avengers Endgame movie. Uh-huh. And I saw this movie in the theater. Like, uh -huh. you know, it was it was great. But this movie, like the people in this theater, like there wasn't a single cue that the filmmakers were throwing out that everybody in that audience wasn't just 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 eating up. It it's it's incredible um they actually like interviewed like robert downey jr about it like like a few months into the like the lockdown I'm like yeah 
you know this guy who took his phone into the uh, Avengers? It's actually more popular than the Avengers that's on Disney Plus available to stream right now. Oh my and, god. And they showed it to him. He's like, that's fantastic. <laughs> Especially because he's an actor and he gets to see these people like having these like emotive moments. Cause yeah. you know, it's like especially and it's like it's like almost the entire movie. It's crazy. But no, now there are people like you know, reacting to like things that are coming out on streaming. And I'm kind of watching that now. And it's almost like become a weird like movie reviews like rotten tomatoes to me i don't know it's 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 evolving to a new thing and, and i would never have done this beforehand i would have looked at it and said yeah i, I want to have no part of that and now i'm sitting there i got this these two guys on youtube like they, they their reactions are the best i just saw watch their suicide squad reaction and they they kill me they kill me i don't know maybe but at the same time i've, I've been back to alamo uh draft house over in brooklyn still like it's super safe but like you know they, there isn't a packed theater in the place like it's you know i sit there with my buddy and there's four seats to the next person but uh until that theater's uh full again i think i'm gonna I think i'm still gonna be a junkie for that delicious delicious reaction video junk food i mean that's excellent <sighs> you're making me think of like a hundred things that i watch on youtube uh-huh that some, I guess some of them are reaction videos and some of them are like educational videos. Uh-huh. And okay, so we watch these like VFX guys that I feel like some of the stuff they do is reactionary and some of it is like how-to and I love all of that. Like I love learning. Uh-huh. Um, we watch a few musicians, but we watch these two, uh, I, I think they're twins and they listen to music for the first time. Like they're younger, they're teenage boys. And they like listen to songs that we've heard our whole lives, like from the seventies, eighties, and nineties, and things. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Um, let me see if I can find their their name really quickly. But I fell Definitely in love with ha- these guys. I know. I because they're I, so happy about all the music they're listening to, but I yeah. love that so much. Yeah, I, I think I listen. I, I watched one of their videos. I don't know if they're the exact same guys, but I watched them uh, listening to. Um, what was it? Invisible Touch, uh, Phil Collins. That sounds that sounds like something they would listen to. The first one I saw was Dolly Parton, and then I was hooked after that. Oh, oh my tw- god! Uh, Twins, the new trend. I think that's it. Yeah, we love you, Twins, the new trend. They are they're so. I mean, their love for just music when they're listening to it puts the hugest smile on my face that I cannot get enough of them, and they're adorable. So there's that. Um, and then this VX, these VFX guys that we watch all the time. And what are they called? I don't know their actual name. Oh my God. I do love these guys. They're so great. They're so, oh. and they're so happy about music. Yes, and absolutely. I like that. I like when there's like, I mean, sometimes you're going to get an authentic reaction out of a person. That's like, maybe that's a terrible thing. They see something and they think it's terrible, uh-huh. but there's also something so wonderful about seeing just genuine love and happiness that feels <laughs> really good. And I think we all need more of that in our life. You're telling me. I mean, I love to laugh at myself. CE will tell you. He's like, you're the only person in the world that loves being made fun of. I love it. I love it. If we're fighting, he'll start going like, my name's Liz and I think I know everything, blah, blah, blah. And I I just am hysterical because it's true. That's who I am. <laughs> and, and so I don't mind laughing at myself or other people, but I don't like to be mean if I can help it. But oh, I, love, I love when people are just like genuinely happy about shit. That's my fave. <laughs> reactionary so, videos all right yeah then, yeah it's 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 been and i i, I it's filled like a weird craving for uh, a human connection that i didn't realize beforehand that i was uh relying upon well then you 
start to feel like you know these people too because you're like well what did they put out today they're talking to me and i think that's really cool too yeah and you could probably talk with them like you probably message them or something i have a i have a general policy about messaging teenagers online um (laughs) Until I see, until I see a college degree on that back wall, I'm mums until then. Uh, fair. That's fair. Yeah, That's yeah, very fair. Yeah, I got I got boundaries. Um, I accept your boundaries. <laughs> thank you, thank you very Welcome. much. Uh, but it is wonderful, especially because I've seen these guys online, especially hearing teenagers uh, respond to music in a way that even the generation that was around when it came out. Uh, probably could not have reacted to it because from the artist's perspective there was this i mean no one can say obvious it's own, like no, like no movement in music is obvious until it's in retrospect um mm-hmm. but they get to experience something that they have zero context for yeah. uh they don't understand what came before it and to a, and to a very large degree they don't understand what happened after it yep. so seeing them have just this almost completely uh neutral approach to it not under like just completely out of the blue and then just being blown away kind of really speaks to the overwhelming power of music i think oh i love everything you just said so much i still think i'm talking too much that's a crazy thing god Really? I don't think this is an awesome conversation. What? It is, it is, it is, it is. It's just uh, yikes. Yeah. Literally looking at the one they put up about Dolly Parton right now. Um okay, so let's talk more. Yeah. About you now. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh you can't talk about what's coming up in the fall. Outside, hopefully, uh, booster shots. Um, Dude. I'll be first in line. That's a lie. There's going to be like thousands of people ahead of me. But yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, 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 I'll start looking at the same day. Um, we talk about how you're eager to get out there for live music. You're eager to get out there for sushi. Uh, what do you think? Let's Priorities. Look. Hey, it's all about the simple stuff. Uh, absolutely absolutely come on like we also we also live in new york city us not going to a restaurant for over a year that's unheard of i know it's crazy right it's nuts it's nuts like i i haven't uh stepped foot into god i can't even, i don't even remember the names of the restaurant god so many of them have closed now that i know I think about that it. really it breaks my heart oh my oh. god oh yeah it's really it's something we're something aren't we oh god Sorry, folks, this took a dark turn. I just remembered all the businesses that I used to uh, patronize and are no longer here. Um, I'm not going to cry. Yeah. Yeah. I won't, I, I won't do it on here, though. I'll save it for later uh, when I'm just rocking myself to sleep. Um, but, yeah, damn, I kind of threw myself a... <laughs> It will get better. Things will get Things better. Will get better. Things will no, get better. No, I'm, I'm, I'm now reflecting in the short term. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I, I just threw myself an aristocrats. Uh, do you know that? Um, no. No? It's this, thi- it's this thing. It is The aristocrats is a joke uh, told by comedians, usually improvised on the spot, uh, with the idea that it is just the most terrible filthiest joke involving an entire family of acrobats 
that you can make up. And the only purpose of this joke is not to make anybody laugh, but to put them into such a stupor that the next comedian cannot possibly be funny because everyone's still confused. <gasps> oh. uh, and I feel like I just did that to myself when I brought up the restaurants. <laughs> what a horrible thing to do to a person. It is, but all the comedians, there's an entire documentary about it. Oh, if there is, I'm watching it. Is it oh, yeah. Aristocrat? The, the, the Aristocrats, yeah. I remember Billy Connolly was in it, and I think he told the best one. But I'm unsure about that. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone should go check out The Aristocrats and then just never, ever repeat that joke in public uh, at all. Oh, Oh, God. Um, Well, I'm going to see a show. I'm going to eat some sushi. Yes, back to that. Eat some sushi. See a show. Perform in a show. Maybe. That'd be nice. Yeah. That'd be nice. And then all the while, you're going to keep on... uh, growing your army i think we can call that you know mm-hmm. that now uh performers uh for your mystery project yet mm-hmm. to be revealed in the fall can't wait for it um what else i have so many fun things i want to tell you in like the next Please. three months i can't wait to bug you in three months because i think we said i don't remember if i said this last time but we lovingly call them land projects now or land shows where it would be on our feet on land <laughs> And not on the airwaves. So mm-hmm. I have been secretly working on two pretty big ones of those that Ooh. once I can say, look what we did, I'm going to scream so loud. I can't wait. Please do. <laughs> so, please do. So yeah, those will be really, really fun to talk about. All these cliffhangers. This means you have to come back, peeps. <laughs> yeah, that, I got no, I got zero problems with that. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> this, but I have a good time when you're on Liz. Oh, uh, me too. Oh, thanks. Uh yeah, it's funny because you use the term land and sea. I do. <laughs> earlier for theater. And it's kind of funny when you put those two things together, pipe dream theater and land and sea theater. It's land like, ah, huh. yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you can get, you know, a theater going in the middle of the Hudson. Um. Wait, but no, where is the, Um. I haven't been there yet to Little Island. Where is that? Isn't Little that, Island? Is that not on the West Side? Little I, Island? Is that I'm what it's called? I'm unsure of what Little Island is, is. I think it's like a Pier 55, Little Island. Oh, the new park. Yeah, they yes. have like an outdoor theater there. Oh, do they? I, mm-hmm. I haven't been. That's on my bicycle route. I've been passing it through every phase of construction it's had. Haven't been in yet. I haven't been in, but everybody that I know has that has done something there or seen something there says it's stunning. It's like really beautiful. So that's oh cool. My God. Now you see, that's funny. Cause like the, the, the big, like I'm comfortable to go outside again with other people thing, the two of them for me, if anybody's planning on visiting New York city uh, is uh, little Island on the, uh, that's on the, that is on the Hudson. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's the East river on the East side because it's east it's they keep it. yeah yes I, I i'm i'm a smart possessor of all the words um and the other one is the van gogh uh immersive experience oh i'm so taking my mom to that i cannot wait uh i, I can't wait for, i haven't gone yet i haven't gone yet uh i'm i'm still like i'm i'm pretty comfortable like renee and i are pretty comfortable like going outside and everything but we're easing our way into it uh I feel like if I go like really early on a Tuesday and mm-hmm. I have my like three masks on and my goggles, I'm gonna, I will feel okay. Yeah. I'll probably, yeah, it'll probably be okay. And I, and I've also kind of said it's funny because before this entire pandemic, uh, I said to myself, 
2020, uh, you're going to be the year that I go to every event that I felt proud of myself for canceling out of for throughout my entire, uh, for the last like 10, 20 years, you know, cause like I get to be a homebody sometimes and I haven't seen all the concerts, but, uh, you know, even a buddy of mine, uh, cause you know, we're, we're into the, uh, the metal. And, uh, so we did a Hi. dual night, uh, tool and then slayer concert amazing yeah one in pittsburgh the other one back here in the city it was a whirlwind weekend and i said i gotta have more weekends like this and then so you know eager for things to get started back up eager to get going on that again yeah for sure i have a pretty dorky metal story <laughs> please tell me your pretty okay, dorky so metal story i very very super duper don't even know if he would know my name anymore but kind of sort of know one of the drummers sort of for trivium and two of my best buddies are like huge trivium fans and they're always like listen to this Liz, listen to this because like as a musician that is some ridiculous music like oh, yeah. and especially like meters the drummers are always nuts like i don't even know what time signature you're playing in half the time it's incredible like so much respect for metal <laughs> musicians so much respect for metal musicians thank you and thank you i don't think they get enough of that but please continue it, well you know first of all music in general it should just be respected second of all people don't always know what they're talking about <laughs> so they should like learn something before they decide not to like it um but metal music is unbelievable needless to say i knew one of the drummers very 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 casually kind of for trivium and then when i found that out because he posted he's like i get to announce i'm the drummer for trivium now and i like text my buddies i'm like you guys i'm the coolest person you know i know, <laughs> I know the drummer for trivium and they were like what and so then we went to a concert up at the chance upstate i don't even know if it's still there it was freezing it was so cold it was the middle of january in like wherever that is i feel like it's uh not peak skill it's past that where's the cia it's up there in oh uh, like Hyde oh. park um well whatever the town is i can't think of with a p is where the theater was and you know you go in or like it's loud and there's lights and there's like a ton of people and it's freezing everyone's in these coats and there's this little girl um, with like a father, brother, uncle type parental figure with her. And she's in this oh. pink puffy winter jacket and she's got on like noise canceling headphones. Okay. And she is just living <laughs> for this concert. And I was like, these guardians are the coolest guardians you could have that they took this little girl to this concert. And like, she was entirely safe. Anybody who was in the pit was like moved out of the way for her when she wanted to dance. Oh. Like, it was just like, it was so cool and like i love the juxtaposition of what people think metal is and what most metal actually is you know mm -hmm. and how there's like very it's very familial in a lot of ways and i think that's cool but it was really really neat to see in this like sea of huge like men you know moshing around basically this like little eight-year-old i'm assuming girl in a pink puffy jacket just like living her trivium dream it was very cool oh my god that's incredible yeah Thanks, Liz. For more on Liz and Afterwards, head over to pipedreamtheater.com and check the liner notes for links. Make sure to check out drinkingwithcreatives.com, where you can support us by contributing to our Patreon. And don't forget to subscribe and download on your preferred platform. I hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next time.